This is Life in Progress, a therapy podcast with your host, Navart Wilborn. I'm a licensed professional counselor, and we're going to be having some honest conversations about life struggles, both the day-to-day struggles and more serious hardships. Please remember that this podcast and all affiliated programs are not a substitute for therapy. So if you're struggling, please reach out to a therapist in your area and get the support you need. Thanks for joining me. Hey, everyone. Thanks for joining me today. So before I get started, um, if you haven't seen on social media and my email, if you're subscribed to it, um, I started a blog. So it's just an addition to what I'm already doing. So every week I give you the podcast episode and then I post some things here and there on social media, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. And now I started just this last weekend, I started a blog. And so basically it's just Um, kind of bite-sized, you know, five minutes or less read of some kind of topic. So far, the two that I posted are related to podcast episodes, which, you know, instead of listening to it, you can kind of read that, and not everyone likes to listen to podcasts. Um, But my plan, it's not going to be as set and structured as like a weekly podcast episode. It's just going to be kind of whenever... I throw one up there, but some of them are going to be related to the episodes and some of them are just going to be random topics that um, I want to write about. So I just wanted to tell you about that in case you haven't seen it yet and feel like looking into that. You can find all of that on my website. It's www.navartwillborn.com. So really easy to find. If you haven't already subscribed to the email list, please do that because that's where you'll get all those updates and you'll never miss out with social media. Sometimes you'll see it, sometimes you won't. Depends on what's popping up on your feed. Um, so it's always good to do that. And you can subscribe to that also on my website. Um, so jumping into today's topic. So I want to talk to you today about um, self-discipline. So what I mean by that is basically the idea of having some way of de- like following through with something that you want to do. And discipline is something that we talk a lot about. You can talk about it in parenting. You can talk about it in, you know, having the determination to get up or the plan to get up and and work out or do whatever, you know. So it's discipline is something that we all have to deal with. Every single one of us in some form or fashion in our lives has to have some form of discipline, which is basically just a set of rules that we follow or some kind of plan that we'll follow through with. But with discipline, when we're talking about self-discipline, it's something that we have to put on ourselves. If, if, you know, if you're a parent and you're disciplining your child, well, then your child is adhering to your rules and your kid is following a set of rules that you set out. It's something that they have to do. And if they don't do it, there's a consequence. Well, that a lot of the time, the consequence is the reason that they do the good thing. It's just all of us, right? We don't speed because we don't want to get pulled over and get a ticket. We don't run red lights because we don't want to get pulled over. We don't want to cause an accident and get hurt. So that discipline comes externally. So those rules are set in a lot of ways by either our environment or other people in the world that set rules for us, or there's consequences that come naturally. So we end up having that discipline because we're following some rules. 
But when we're talking about self-discipline, it's so much harder because there's really no outside accountability. No one's going to come in and punish you and discipline you if you don't get up and exercise or if you don't eat right or if you don't you know, do the laundry or the dishes or whatever it is that's on your list to do. No one's going to get mad at you. Now, yeah, I mean, you could have some kind of domestic issue with your husband, wife, partner, whatever. If you don't do something, they could be like, hey, why don't you do your stuff? But generally speaking, we're talking about the things that we set out to do for ourselves or goals that we have for our home that we set out to do. Those are things that no one's going to punish us for. But there is this you know, natural consequence that happens that you think would be pretty motivating, but a lot of the times it's not, and that is guilt. So most people who talk about having an issue with discipline and having you know, the ability to follow through with something they want to do, a lot of the time it comes with a side of guilt. So it's this feeling of being upset with ourselves and disappointed in ourselves or just feeling really, really upset with ourselves because we didn't do the thing that we wanted to do or that we decided to do or that would have made us feel better. Because we didn't do it, we feel bad about ourselves. And it's not a, a, a frustration or a disappointment in someone else. It's just with ourselves. And again, you would think and hope that that would be enough to motivate us, to get us to do the thing. But that doesn't happen most of the time. Some people really, really well-disciplined and they have that inner motivation and they do the thing and there's really nothing that they can't do. They set their mind to it. Most of us struggle with self-discipline. It's just a human nature thing, right? Some people struggle with it more in certain categories of life than others. And some people struggle with it in every category of life. So there's some people that are really good with disciplining, um, what they eat, and how they exercise. But then they're really, really not good at getting their work done, and they're not good with taking care of their home and their dishes and their laundry and just those kinds of things. And then you have other people who are on the opposite end which can take care of the house and everything in it. Their house is always immaculate and clean, but they won't wake up to do the exercise that they want to do. They struggle with their weight or their health because they don't follow the things that they want to do for themselves for their physical health. And then you have, you know, every, I mean, you can go down every, you know, people who don't take care of their mental health, people that don't take their medicine, people that don't, you know, um, leave the house, people that won't, you know, shower as often they want to shower, wear the makeup that will make them feel better, um, and on and on, right? There's always something that we need to do or could be doing or all those things that will make us feel better or that will help us achieve something that we need to do that ultimately will lead to us feeling good about life. And honestly, most of the things that fall under the category of self-discipline are things that if we put them off, you know, could be done tomorrow. When you hit a wall and you don't have any more clean clothes to wear because you kept putting your laundry off, that can be a problem. But really there's no, like, you're not, there's no situation where, you know, you didn't do the laundry and now you've missed your window and you can never do laundry again. That doesn't exist. So it becomes easier, I think, for us to put these things in the category of optional when they're really, really, they really shouldn't be optional. Self-care shouldn't be optional. Hygiene shouldn't be optional. Taking care of your home shouldn't be optional. Eating well shouldn't be optional. But we all do it. We all struggle with these things. And so I think all of us at some 
point can relate to an issue that we have not had self-discipline in. And most likely it leads to some negative feeling about ourselves. It's, it's, intru- it's an um, internal negative feeling. There's no one to blame. Right. And so the reason I bring this to you is because it's really, really common. And a lot of people that I work with who struggle with some kind of negative feeling about themselves, whether it's anxiety or depression, so much of the time, um, one, at least one aspect of it is because of self-discipline. Now it could be a chemical reason for depression, but then on top of that is the lack of motivation or a lack of self-discipline that leads to depression being made worse or the anxiety being made worse or just that negative feeling, you know, negative self-esteem or self-worth. And there's some people whose depression and anxiety is 100% because of the lack of discipline, the lack of motivation. And there is no chemical aspect to it. It's just kind of brought on by not making good choices in life that leads to guilt, that leads to disappointment, that leads to feeling really bad about ourselves. And that just kind of, it perpetuates that cycle, right? If you feel bad, if you don't do something and then you feel bad about yourself, well, then you continue to feel bad about yourself and then you don't do it because you feel so bad about yourself. And now it's this big thing that you need to do. You don't know how to take it on. It feels a little overwhelming because now you have piles of laundry or dishes or you have way too much weight to lose or whatever because you didn't, you weren't able to motivate yourself to do it or discipline yourself to do it, that now it's this bigger thing. You don't know how to do it. And now your depression or anxiety is even worse. And then it just becomes this thing that you don't feel like you can ever tackle. And it just keeps going, right? So I'm giving you these kind of day-to-day examples like laundry, dishes, weight, because those are the things that I mostly am thinking about. Like, I don't want you to sit here and consider, I mean, you can, but I'm not talking about bigger issues like career goals and things like that. Those are important, but I'm talking more about the day-to-day stuff that most of us can relate to. On some level, every one of you or every one of us has something today that we wanted to do or planned on doing, didn't do, and we kind of feel yucky about it. Some more than others. Some people are having rocking days and they're really not struggling with anything. Most of us have something that's like, oh, you know, I didn't wake up early enough to work out or I didn't eat as healthy or I snacked on something I shouldn't have snacked on and now I feel bad about it. Or, you know, I, I meant to call that doctor to schedule this appointment and now the office is closed. I waited too long. It's another day I'm gonna, that's going to go by that I didn't do it. It's just these day-to-day tasks that we, if we don't take them and apply them in a way that is structured and organized and planned, then they're just these things that continue to get swept and, and kind of forgotten and, you know, they just don't happen. So what do we do with that? First of all, admitting that it's an issue that you have, I think, is really helpful because then it's it's really good to separate out why we struggle. So if you know, someone comes to me and they're like, hey, I'm having a lot of issues with anxiety. Okay, well, let's break that down. So when we break it down and we figure out, okay, what's going on in your relationships and your health and your work and your children, like, let's look at all the aspects of your life. And if you can look at your life and recognize that part of your issue with anxiety, for example, is because you have these things that you do not do for yourself or for your home or for your family and they are your responsibility or they are your kind of necessities that you have to do for yourself. If you don't do them, then 
you will feel bad. And that guilt can lead to other feelings, maybe anxiety, maybe just feeling like you are just you know grumpy around your family or feeling insecure about your role because you didn't do enough for the, whatever. All of those things that then lead to this maybe aspect of your anxiety, well, you have to be mindful or aware of the fact that that is a reality if that's your situation. So I think a lot of people, when they think of anxiety or depression, they think, well, I've, you know, I'm going to have to figure out how, what, how to help this mental health aspect. But to me, you got to break down the, the basics. You know, what is causing every day, what is causing you to feel a little bit bad or a lot bad about your basic life? And if we can kind of determine that all those things are fine, then we level up and we look at maybe deeper issues related to chemical um, functioning and what could be causing anxiety or depression. But most people that I work with, I think uh, we're able to really, if we can tackle those basic things, it's the, it ends up being such a big chunk of the anxiety or depression that is presented. And I'm not talking about like super intense major depressive disorder or, you know, things, PTSD. I'm just talking about like your basic anxiety or your basic feelings of being a little depressed. Those things a lot of the time can be alleviated in large part, if not all, not always all, but in a large part can be alleviated by having more control over self-discipline, over the things that we need to do to take care of ourselves or to, to do our basic tasks. But it's amazing how many people struggle with those basic tasks. And it could be because they're overwhelmed with all the things and all the tasks kind of amount to a lot. Or it can just be a matter of, you know, um, lack of self-esteem or confidence in one part of life. And then it just spills over to where you feel like, well, if I can't even do the dishes, you might just hate the dishes. But if I can't even do the dishes, then how am I supposed to tackle the laundry and the mopping and the dusting and exercising and the eating great? And so it just becomes this um, kind of you overgeneralize the things that you struggle with and before you know it, you're struggling with everything. Or like I said earlier, you slowly put something off and before you know it, it's this massive task that you have to take on and you just don't know how you're going to do it. It's just too big. You don't know how to break things down. And so that's where... I come in, right? And so when I talk to people about these things, and even when I'm doing it with myself, when I'm feeling overwhelmed, the first thing I do is I have to make a list of things that I need to do or things that are coming up that I need to be aware of. Like it's it's usually for me, and it's different for every person, but the way it plays out for me is it's usually some feeling of being overwhelmed because there's just too much going on or there's too many things happening in my mind, too many things I'm thinking about, too many things I need to do or just things I'm worrying about. And if I can start by addressing the basic stuff, which is like, okay, what do I need to do today? What are all the stupid tasks that I really shouldn't have to write down but today I need to write them down because I'm feeling a little overwhelmed by everything. So if I can clear that out and see like, okay, here's my to-do list. Okay, well, what's my schedule? Okay, here's all the things that I need to do to where I need to be, appointments and whatever. And then what are some bigger things that I know I'm, I'm thinking about, like the trip that's in a few weeks or the... Um, you know, the paperwork that I need to fill out for this or the phone calls that I need to make. Like, what are some maybe things that don't need to be done today, but they're things that I do need to get to? Well, let me write those down. And then by doing that, 
whew, you kind of get it off of your mind a little bit where it's still in there, but it's not all happening at once. It's been put down on paper, it's organized a little bit, or at least it's just out. And now there's a little bit more room in my mind to focus on what I really need to prioritize. And by looking at all these things that I've just written down, I can look at that and say, okay, well, this really not important for right now. I'm going to put it over here. So here are the things that I do kind of need to prioritize. So of this, what do I start with? And then you kind of just look based on what's on that list with what's the thing that's most important or what's the thing, you know, some people will start the fastest, like, well, these will take the least amount of time. So let me go ahead and knock those out. Or this is the biggest one that I'm dreading. I don't want to do it right now or the opposite. I'm dreading that the most. So let me get it out of the way first, because if it's off my list then everything else is a little bit easier. So every person has a different way of getting through that overwhelm. You have to figure out what that is. Some people know themselves and they know this is how I function. If I do it this way, I'll do well. I just haven't really taken the time to take those steps. So I can, you know, me as a therapist or sometimes as a friend or a family member, my goal is just, okay, well, what do you need to do first? So I help you organize all the overwhelm. I'll remind you that you already know what you need to do. You're just not doing it. So let's go. What's the first step? Tell me what you want to start with. And then by just helping someone find the path, like clear the dirt enough to see the road, get on that road, and then they're good. They'll take off and they know exactly what to do. There are some people that have no idea what the starting point is and don't know how to even you know, we got to still brick that road. We got to put some concrete down and do all the things. Like we got to pave it and I can do that too. So for you, what point are you in? Are you in the point where you need a from scratch help from someone in your family or a therapist or just sit down with a piece of paper and figure it out yourself? What do you need? Are you at that point where you need to create a system identify all the things that you need to do and then create a system to get them done? Or are you someone that already knows that system? You just fell out of the habit of doing it and and you're overwhelmed, but you didn't stop long enough to realize if I just do this, if I just follow the system that works for me, I'm going to be fine. So I'm asking you that question. What part of this are you in? If you need to start from scratch, I highly suggest that you do it. There I mean, it is such an, as as someone who struggles with anxiety, that is so overwhelming to not have a system, to not know what helps you. That's exhausting. It's overwhelming. It's very difficult and it's anxiety provoking. It's still stressful when you don't follow your system, but having a system that, that you can fall back on is so much easier than not having a system at all. And honestly, I think our systems change over the, our lives as we get older and our responsibilities change. We have to change and adapt as well and come up with better systems. I'm in a stage of life, I think, where I'm pretty um, leveled out, where my system typically always works for me if I remember to use my system. And so that's where a lot of the times I have you know, day reminders that are set to come up every single day on my phone forever. And I may not even need to follow it that day because I might not need be in that space where I really have to be that structured. But the fact that it pops up on my phone every day on that day that I'm not okay and I'm feeling a little overwhelmed and I see that reminder, I will remember to use my system. So I don't wait until I'm struggling to remember to use my system. I have a reminder for my system every single day. And that could be, you know, one of my reminders is just make a to-do list, like as simple as that, make my to-do list. 
I don't always need to make it, but when I do and it's there and I pick up my phone and it's on there all day because it doesn't, it's one of those reminders that doesn't go away till I click that it's done. I use the Google Calendar reminders. Um, so it's there all day and I do not undo it until either, like I don't click it done until I either have done it or the day is over, I'm going to sleep. Because at some point in that day, you know, I might be fine in the morning, but maybe by the afternoon or the evening, something has happened that has overwhelmed me or I'm stressed. If I see that there at eight o'clock at night, I'll use it, you know? But if I'm going to bed and it's still on there, I didn't need it, that's when I'll click done. That's just my system. It doesn't work for everyone, but that's what works for me. I need that accountability. And like I said at the very beginning, a lot of the times our, our accountability comes from the outside. Rules that are set for us that if we don't follow, there is an external consequence. We don't have that when it's a self-driven kind of or self-created um, goal or need. So accountability for me comes in the form of reminders on my phone or if I tell a friend or my husband or my mom or whoever, hey, this is something I need to do. Just remind me that I need to do it. Or will you make sure that I get this done? And like, if I haven't gotten it done by this point, just tell me. Um, there are certain things that I'll have a friend that is going through something similar. We're both working on achieving this goal. So just by the nature of having a shared goal, we talk about it regularly. And so when we talk about it, it's at the forefront of my mind. So I'm more likely to be working on it. I do that a lot with career goals. So if I have something that I'm working on in the practice, you know, I own this business. I, there's no one else telling me what to do. I have to do it. But I have people that work with me that will kind of be working on maybe something together. And by the fact that they also are aware that it needs to be done, then we're talking about it. And that creates an accountability for me. And we do it for each other. So some of these things you need to do for yourself. You just need to be more self-disciplined and, and you need to create a system. Telling you to be self-disciplined is great. That doesn't do anything. Create your system. Find what works for you. There's, I mean, an endless number of options on the internet. If you just Google, help me be more organized, you're going to have all these things that are going to pop up that other people have created ideas that you can take and either use it as it is or change it to make it more your style. Um, but you have to do that. You have to be more disciplined and that starts with creating a plan and a system and a whatever works for you. Um, but I think that all of us, again, all of us have this issue and it's going to come and go. Some days you're more organized than others. But what I don't want you to do is beat yourself up for needing a system. You need a, I mean, I don't, again, I've talked about this before. I don't know who you are right now but you need a system. I don't because it, it doesn't matter what phase of life you're in or what you're doing, everyone needs a system. You don't need to use the system every single day, but you need to have one to fall back on. So, that is your homework is make sure if you don't have a system that you create one and if you have one, make sure you're using it. And I mean, there are people I work with and you know yourselves if you're listening where they'll come into a session and Quickly, we would, you know, the conversation goes in the direction of, I'm just overwhelmed. And those people, all I have to do with them is say, okay, are you using your system? And those people are usually like, well, mm, not either no or not as well as I could be. And just by kind of reigniting that, it all just falls into place. So that's 
obviously I'm, you know, again, I'm talking about the daily stuff. I'm not talking about your intense mental health struggles. I'm talking about the little stuff that, you know, maybe accumulated turns into the bigger stuff, but start with that little stuff. Start with your daily tasks, your self-care, your habits, Make sure you're doing the things that you want to do, the things that make you feel in control of life and make you feel good about yourself, and then you will see an improvement. It's just how our brains operate. We thrive on structure. It's human nature. So with that, I will end. I hope that you have a great rest of your day. Don't forget to check out my blog on my website, NavartWilborn.com. You'll find all the podcast episodes and everything on there too. And I'll talk to you next time. All right, bye.